zoologist Anna Phillips and mm-hmm. other scientists were standing in a slow-moving swamp <laughs> in, in slow-moving swamp water, letting leeches latch onto their bare legs. Yeah, Congress. I know. <laughs> Pretty much in Congress. Yeah. And gathering up in their nets from you muddy Mitch, Mitch McConnell attached to their lower <laughs> leg. Right. Coming from the house. And Kellyanne Conway. Yes. Brett Kavanaugh. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. I want to kick off with some penis news, oh, if I may. <laughs> Kicking it off with the old <laughs> yeah. member. With the old member news, uh, dicks, dick updates, scrotum stories. Uh, what's happening in the news with penises? So this is a funny one I got from the UK. A man who claims to have a quote-unquote 10-inch penis said he was accused of shoplifting because of a suspicious bulge in his jeans. This is a true story. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, That's really funny. <laughs> it is. And he had a good sense of humor about it. Steve Whitehurst, 47, was shocked when workers claimed he was stealing at a menswear store. Mm-hmm. He claims that he is a little man, and he is, he's a short guy, mm-hmm. uh, be it, he's a little man, be it one with a large penis, you know, versus this big corporate company. When leaving the shopping center, female employees and security staff cornered him as he was leaving, <laughs> and despite the fact that he bought like 400 pounds worth of goods, which is a lot, it's yeah, like $600, yeah. they accused him of stuffing a t-shirt down his jeans. It's got to be a rolled up yes, t-shirt. Yes, he was packing heat. <laughs> He said, I asked the staff, so where where are they? You, you know, they're like, you know, you stole a T-shirt. He's like, well, where's the T-shirt? Yeah. You see a picture of this guy. He's wearing some tight pants. You know what I mean? Like, he's a fit little guy. Yeah. Um, she said, in your trousers. She pointed at my shorts and said, what's that bulge? What's that bulge in your underpants? Whereas he said, he said, are you joking? I went to the cubicle, pulled down my pants, and showed them that it was my penis. Are you kidding? <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? If your penis is that big, I'm sure you're looking for opportunities to show. People. But the thing is, it, it, he in, in the picture it they show him, and I don't know if this was wearing when he was you know confronted, but he was wearing uh, pants that didn't leave mystery. Okay. And if you're a shoplifter, we've all been teens. Mm-hmm. So when you're a shoplifter, you wear baggy clothing. Yeah. So you can. You don't wear skin tight trousers. Yeah. And then try to you know stick something. <laughs> Something down to your pants. But the uh, someone pulled out, one of the staff pulled out security tags and claimed that he'd ripped, you know, that he'd ripped those things off security tags. He hadn't stolen anything. The father of one admits event, uh, eventually becoming aggressive and threatening just so he could get out of the store. He added, I stood there for 30 minutes and my head started going funny. Then more security guards started turning up and I thought, this is barmy because I've just proved my innocence. I just said that if it's the case... Um, you mean he, after he pulled down his pants? After he pulled down his and pants. And showed they, him? Yeah, they, they still, still insisted. Like you that. stole something. And he's like, why don't you look at the, you know, the, the, video, the, the video cameras. Um, he said, I was a bit shocked. I'm not a shoplifter. I had four grand of gold on and about four grand in my pocket. So if you when you see this guy, he looks like the kind of person who... I'm not saying he's super rich, but like he's well healed. Mm-hmm. Right? And he is, you know, he's wearing gold chains. Mm-hmm. This is a white guy in England. He's wearing gold chains. He's a little guy. He's got, you know, kind of a hip look for an older gentleman. And he's like, I bought 400 quid worth of stuff. 
Um, you know, I dress well. It doesn't make sense. And this is the first time his uh, dick has got him arrested. He said. <laughs> he said, but you know, I have women staring at it all the time. But I've never been arrested. Well, it's the trousers he chooses to wear too. Yeah, they're leaving nothing to the imagination. But the thing is, if you're if you have something like that and you're proud of it and you're wearing tight pants, that's true. Fine. Fine. Yeah, just like a, when women are large, <laughs> yeah. wear a form-fitting top. Yeah, and you just want to show off what you have. Fine. He said it was so, um, his girlfriend was with him, and they had their 18-month-old grandson with him. This is a grandfather. Uh-huh. He said they were humiliated. Um, it is claimed that staff found a missing electronic tag in a jacket he tried on, and they said that, um, that he got aggressive. The customer in question, according to the um, store, said he was exhibiting suspicious behavior. And when the store manager confronted the customer, he became abusive. At no point did any colleague ask the customer to remove any clothing. But you can see his point. Mm-hmm. They were like, you stole something, you stole something. Where is it? It's in your pants. And he was like, <laughs> 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 there you go. This is interesting because I, I hear about cases like this all the time. Not because of someone having a large mm-hmm. member, but being accused of stealing. And I've been accused of stealing at a store before, too. At a supermarket. Mm-hmm. Um Greg and I were in a supermarket, and we were in a hurry, so we left quickly. So then they came out outside. They're like, "Oh, you stole and stuff, whatever." And I'm like, "We shop here all the time. Yeah, like we. I don't think we we we're fairly well here. We were dressed like normal, yeah. you know, everyday is, people. Yeah. I don't. They said we were acting suspiciously. I don't know what acting suspiciously looks like in a supermarket. Like looking at items and putting them in your cart mm-hmm. and then paying for those items mm-hmm. is essentially what we did. And the fact that we, we ran out of the store quickly, I think we called like a lift or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they so were, had to go. Yeah. The lift was there. So they gave us a really, really hard wow, time. And I'm sucks. like, are I'm you sorry kidding that happened. me? But you know what I mean? I see, and I see things that happen. I see that kind of happen to people. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you were acting suspicious. It's like, well, then why, if, if I'm acting suspiciously, like, why did you wait until this point to, like, say mm-hmm. something or do something? But in the case of this guy, he actually bought a lot of items. And he they couldn't find the items that he supposedly had stolen. That's so so what's, where's your proof? Like, I feel like you have to leave the store with the item, <laughs> the stolen yeah. item, to be stealing. Right. Right? Well, unless you shove it in your... But he had nothing. But he had nothing, so that was he, it. He, yeah, he, he dropped trowel. And all he had was a gigantic penis. Well, I'll tell you, the time that I stole, I wasn't even in school yet. I was a little girl. Oh, no. It was a, you, I was not, yeah. You still, yeah, I stole once. premeditated. I was going shopping. My mother said, we're going to the store. So I quickly changed and I put on a dress. Mm-hmm. To steal. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> dress for the occasion. And so we went to the store and I took a bunch of candy mm-hmm. out of off the shelves and I put it in my underpants. Classic. Yeah. And then just tried to mosey on out with my mom. And the manager took my mother aside because he saw. Cause I think I your daughter's a thief and a bad one at that. Yeah, I wasn't nuanced about it. I was just like. <laughs> what is it like? Things you, know, you hear like candy jostling around. Right, and also walking funny. And also just me in the aisle just blatantly putting it in the <laughs> underwear. <laughs> They were like, we don't want the candy back. Yeah, but. And, and so um, then my mother was so like, oh, my gosh. And she's like, she was said she was embarrassed and sorry, and she paid for it and everything. But I was also like, I wanted the candy, but I couldn't have it because he said you had no money. Oh, now yeah. You, now you have the money? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what I have to do? <laughs> if you, you learned a lesson that day, right? The yeah. threat and the steal. I, so I stole a candy bar from a, the local store. And I got caught stealing it. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, well, I guess 
have to be more clever next time. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the people who ran the store. And I wanted the candy was a long short of it. No. <laughs> so I felt that it was I felt that it was okay. Yeah, that you justified it in your mind. Yeah, and I remember being um angry and embarrassed that I got caught. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of like, if I'd gotten away with it, I wouldn't have cared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, what do you have? Right, have you heard about this? Um the Chinese social credit system. Yes, it's insane. This Again, is the scariest thing. another thing that cannot work, but fine. Okay, so basically, Silicon Valley is building a Chinese-style social credit system. They love China. Yeah, in China, scoring citizens' behavior is official government policy. Why don't they build this stuff themselves? Why do they always have to get American companies involved in it? No, no, China already has this, but we're oh. saying now the U.S. is mimicking it. Why? Well, d- I want to talk about what it is exactly. Okay, let me let me go back again. I think I misunderstood. So the 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 system that they have for social credit in China, mm-hmm. you're saying that Silicon Valley is now wanting to replicate it and use it in the U.S. For and what? Just, here it is. Okay. Okay. China's social credit system, it's a technology-enabled, surveillance-based nationwide program. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, they don't like, so... Yeah, designed to nudge citizens towards better behavior. The ultimate goal is to allow the trustworthy to roam everywhere under heaven while making it hard for the discredited to take a single step, according Mm -hmm. to the Chinese government. Okay. Here's my question, though. Where are those people... Where are you going to put all these people that are bad? Here, this is how it goes. Okay. It's been in place since 2014. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still a work in progress, and it could evolve by next year into a single nationwide point system for all Chinese citizens, akin to a financial credit score. It aims to punish for transgressions that could ex- include membership or support in the Falun Gong or Tibetan Buddhism. Okay. So religious persecution. Yeah. Fail- Probably if you're a Muslim, a Uyghur, or whatever. Well, Falun Gong and, and Buddhism. That's yeah. their biggest threats right now. Yes. That's what's threatening China. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, failure to pay debts. Mm-hmm. Excessive video gaming, criticizing the government. What's excessive video gaming? Like too much Fallout? I don't. If you're playing video games all day, but like, like well, how many hours? I don't know. You know, excessive. Okay. Uh, you no, know, like if you're just not working, if you're sitting in the basement playing all day. So that means that they can somehow they can monitor your PSP action. Yeah, criticizing the government, late payments, failing to sweep the sidewalk in front of your store or house. Smoking or playing loud music on trains, jaywalking, and other actions deemed illegal or unacceptable by the Chinese government. Is there anything you can do in China? I mean, really? Jaywalking? Playing? Uh, smoking? If you, if uh, In cars? In public transit? On a can train? Can you smoke in China on the train? No, that's what people... But people are doing do it, it anyway? Are trying to do it, yeah. Okay, I think there's an easier... You're not supposed to smoke on trains anywhere. I, I feel like that's in... Well, mm, I, I think I've been in places where you can smoke on the train, Not in but, the U.S. Not in the U.S., but isn't there another way to deal with people smoking on trains besides a social credit system? Like, I guess some guy on the train who's like, stop fucking smoking. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Any case. But you also can get um, be awarded points for charitable donations. Mm-hmm. Or ground-nosing the government. Or even taking one's own parents to the doctor. Hmm? Are people, is, is that, I guess people aren't doing that? Right. Yeah, okay. Okay, punishments can be harsh, including bans on leaving the country, using public transportation, checking into hotels, hiring for high-visibility jobs, mm-hmm. or acceptance of children to private schools. It's so, a- my question is, wouldn't you want to kick those people out? Like, if you have bad actors, shouldn't you be incentivizing them to leave the country? 
Yeah. Is it a saying in the country? I know. <laughs> right. You know, you smoke on a train, but we don't want you to to leave. It, this can result in slower internet connections and social stigmatization in the mm-hmm. form of registration on public blacklists. Right. So you can be blacklisted. Uh, the credit, China's social credit system has been characterized in one pithy tweet as authoritarian, authoritarianism gamified. And I'm going to guess that it doesn't really work that well either. All right. In present, some parts of the social credit system are enforced nationwide and others are local and limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Beijing maintains two nationwide lists called Blacklist and the Red List. The former consists of people who have transgressed, the later, the latter, excuse me, <laughs> the latter who have stayed out of trouble. The Red List is the communist version of a white list. Or who haven't gotten caught. Yeah. And these are all public, publicly searchable. Mm-hmm. And do people care? Uh, they share lists with technology platforms. For example, someone criticizing the government on Weibo, their kids might be ineligible for acceptance into an elite school. Okay. Public shaming is a part of the social credit system. Pictures of blacklisted people in one city are shown between videos on TikTok, on TikTok in a trial. And, addressed, and addresses of blacklisted citizens are shown on a map Why? of WeChat. All right. Some Western press reports imply that Chinese populace is suffocating in a nationwide Skinner box of oppressive behavioral modification. So it's a yeah. big, massive well, behavioral modification Isn't that thing. what they've been doing the whole time? Yeah. But now they're, it's, it, the tech is getting involved in it. So the thing, but basically, this is what's happening there. It, they want to have it here. Okay. Good luck having that here. People in the United States, people will be fighting to get on that blacklist. <laughs> Remember high school and middle school? If you got in trouble, it just made you really, really mm. cool. Yeah. Right? You were badass. Yeah. If you got suspended. So here, what they're trying to do, it's like, mm-hmm. for instance, if they had it here, if you, um, your insurance company can base premiums on what they find on your social media posts. Mm-hmm. So Insta- don't post anything. So if your Instagram pics show you teasing a grizzly bear at Yellowstone with a martini in one hand and a bucket of cheese fries in the other. You are my hero. And a cigarette in your mouth, it could cost you. So if you're doing these things, your insurance company can ping you. They're they're saying you're drinking with grizzlies? Yeah. On the other hand, a Facebook post showing you doing yoga might save you money. What if I just, um, I'm just going to Photoshop my face onto people doing really healthy things. Yeah, right. You know, like other black women doing really... Right, and then put, like, you can have an avatar head on your your real pictures. Yeah, like a wolf head on my other pictures. Yeah. So the thing is, then there's there's, there's the Patreon scan. Mm Mm-hmm. In in kiosk, they can have them in kiosks, desktops, and handheld system designed designed to help bar and restaurant owners manage customers. No, so they can do that. They can go. People can report on each other. So it's not even to manage. Is it a problem managing customers in your bar? That's what your staff is. Well, for. it helps spot fake IDs and troublemakers, any okay. kind of fighting, sexual assault, drugs, theft, and bad behavior. It'll be on. They'll scan it and put it on a public list. Okay, except that, I mean, I guess this will work for young people, but when's the last time either of us, and we, we go out, mm-hmm. when's the last time either of us have shown ID? Yeah. No, but there, if you have, mm-hmm. if we started behaving badly. <laughs> well, I feel like that's already happened, but they've let us back in. Yeah. Or if anybody is for fighting, sexual assault, if like mm-hmm. you get their ID and you scan it or you scan their face, whatever then, it is. Okay. And get their name, and now they're on this bad list. Okay. 
Uber and Airbnb can use it. Mm-hmm. So uh, WhatsApp can use it. And, you, I mean, you cannot... If you are um, pinged for any kind of, like... Let's see. Yeah, Airbnb can disable your account for life for any reason it chooses. Mm-hmm. And if they see that you are a risky person or a violent person, forget it. You can't use Airbnb. You can't use Uber. I feel like this is going to be very difficult to actually police. Because, like, I guess analogous to this is, like, you know how certain communities are over-policed. Mm-hmm. Minorities, yeah. um, new immigrant communities, low-income communities are over-policed. Mm-hmm. And so they're constantly looking for drug use, sexual violence, aggression, um, you know, financial crimes in low-income and, and working-class sectors. Meanwhile, rich people are running around out there raping and pillaging and yeah. burning, yeah. and no one's paying any attention right. to it. Right. So I, I feel like whatever happens, whatever is happening now will happen with this situation as well. Yeah. It's always the same, yeah. right? And the, but there's, somebody says, what's wrong with the social credit anyway? Because nobody thing. likes antisocial, violent, rude, unhealthy, reckless, selfish, and deadbeat behavior. Mm-hmm. But, but the it's problem also... is it's extra legal. Yeah. Meaning it's outside the legal system. And there is no presumption of innocence, no legal For representation, sure. no judge, no jury. Yeah. And there's no appeal. In other words, you have fewer rights. Yeah. And anybody can put the and anyone can put you up on this list. So to be, to try to be optimistic about this then I would predict that there will be pockets of society that reject this mm-hmm. where it will be it kind of like we used to have like the wild you know that kind of wild wild west. Mm-hmm. In the earlier history of our country, you know, you had more established things going on in the coasts and mm-hmm. the 13 colonies, but then you had people who were like I'm not interested in this, I'm going to move further west and the idea being that the further I go away from this kind of state oppression, mm-hmm. the more freedom I will have to create my own system. Right. So there'll definitely be people who are like, no, we don't really care about the social credit. We actually want to actually have a relationship mm-hmm. <laughs> and get to know people. Because I feel like um, all of these things also can be hacked, right? Yeah. Yeah, and people can put up whatever information. If if you don't like me, yeah, you can put whatever. Yeah. If I go into your restaurant and you don't like me, there's Katie again. But also... Guess what? I'm saying that she's been she's Yeah, she been was... Rude she shoved... Get- she flat-footed me. <laughs> At a brunch three weeks ago. Yeah. And guess what? And now I'm pinged and mm-hmm. I have no recourse. But what about people who have very small footprints? Like, there. have you ever, maybe when social media first came out, did you ever have the situation where you're like trying to find an old friend yeah. or somebody and you just couldn't find anything about them? There are some people that every once in a while I do a search for. Nothing. Yeah. No information whatsoever. And I'm pretty savvy about, you know, you can look through all the different social mm-hmm. media. Absolutely nothing. So there are a lot of We are online quite a bit. You more than I because I left um, Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. Instagram is pretty much all I have in terms of social media. And the things that I put up there are, a lot of times it's not even about me. It's like a weird thing I saw. Like, yeah. here's a squirrel. Yeah. You know, like eating another squirrel because it's New York <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> or like, here's a funny advertisement in the Bronx for like yeah. bagels. Ha ha. Or like, here I am like in a very carefully curated pose on vacation. Yeah. With nobody else in the picture. Right. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Um, and I use Airbnb and WhatsApp and some of these other things. But the, my my bad behavior, I keep it offline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you're going to come into my apartment. 
or you know yeah, what I mean, or be yeah. in my my local Irish pub, you're not really going to see the kind of bad behavior that I can you know that produce. you can get up to, right? Well, this is the thing. It's just it, it, the thing that it's extra legal. Yeah. Anybody can post it's concerning. you whatever. It doesn't even matter. Like, Is it for minors can, as well? I yeah. Mean, I mean, what everybody. about their rights? Yeah. yeah. Good luck to them with this. And this is, again, this whole, like, creepy, like, why are you this obsession with collecting information about people? Mm-hmm. And then you just don't even know what to do with it. So they're trying to come up with something to do, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, all this information they collect about us is useless. Yeah. It has no value. And without that value, what have they... You know, like the stash Mm -hmm. that they've collected is now worthless. Right. Yeah, interesting. So you play bass keys, drums, guitar, sing lead or rap, horns too. Looking for a place to go, Saturday night, 8 p.m. to 12. Funkadelic Studios, y'all. Fully equipped rehearsal studio. It's got everything you need to jam. What you waiting on? 209 West 40th Street. Come one, come all, and you can bring your bandmate, lover, or friend. Yeah, come prepared to jam. I have some new words for this year. Oh, new words for the, for this year? Yeah, so these are um, words that are either are new words or being used in a new way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got this from The Guardian. So it's a lot of the stuff comes from a popular culture or startup culture, technology. One of the, some of these words I'd heard before, some of them I had not. So... Femtech. Femtech? Yeah. So this is a femtech. is digital technology designed to improve women's health and well-being. For example, Bluetooth-enabled pelvic floor training devices or fertility apps. So in the first quarter of this year, uh, $241 million was put into femtech companies. So some people like this idea of femtech because I guess it's highlighting... um, technology that's focusing on women but a lot of women are like well when it's men's stuff they don't call it men tech yeah like why fem tech yeah why isn't it just yeah why isn't it just health tech, tech. Health tech yeah. right um someone said welcome to the world of 21st century technology advancements where brand new innovations give us the chance to create exactly the same stupid sexist uh, ideas that divide us over and over again why are products aimed at half the population? And I think we're 51%. Why is that niche? Yeah. You know, like femtech. And I think what's interesting about femtech is that it's because we are not, I think in general, women are not looking for technology to solve a lot of our problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and we also know that when we have a good idea in tech, we might not get the funding. Yeah. Like, so, for example, the the idea that some fertility apps or things that deal with uh, women's periods and things like that, when they come up with, or, or sexuality, mm-hmm. like sexual health things for women, uh, vibrators, whatever, when they come up with something new, it's always, like, downplayed. Mm-hmm. No one wants to give any money to it. However, people were falling all over themselves to keep WeWork, yeah. which is... The, who would have known that someone would come up with the genius idea of renting out office space? I wish we'd thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this, really? This genius. This, this genius. <laughs> some dude, right? Yeah. It's some dude. Adam Newman, some dude. And he came up with the genius idea. This idea has already, everyone's already well, been doing it. They've done it. They've had the office parks. They yeah. had all of Regis this. is a place, like, they're all over the city. They rent office space and then they rent it out again. Yeah. Um, so this is femtech is one of the words. One a fun word that I have not heard. Maybe you have because you're usually more savvy than I am with this kind of online stuff. Is sad I, fishing? 
No, I have not heard of this, and I'm not that savvy. Well, you're, you're, you're savvier than I am, I feel like. I feel like you are. Um, See, well, are we just slapping these expectations of ourselves or I, each other? Well, because you're on social media. I'm, so I'm you must see I these have... things. Or you are, you're with other non-savvy people like me on there. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking about analog stuff in a digital world. Yeah. Anyone see that book? Um, that printed book. So sad fishing is when someone uses their emotional problems to hook the audience on the internet. And it was, uh, the idea was, or the word was put out there by an author called Rebecca Reed, and she wrote a piece in January attacking an Instagram post by Kris Jenner that teased followers with the, comp- with the promise of a confession by her daughter, Kendall. How old are these people? Is Kendall an adult? Kendall's an adult. Okay. Yeah. It's a... Uh, So the internet post said there's going to be a confession by my daughter, Kendall, about some personal trauma. But the reality was it was a marketing campaign for a skincare range. So I don't know what this is, but maybe the personal trauma was a zit. Probably. And it was an award night. Yeah. Coming up. she had to overcome this. Um, I find that entire family, the snake oil that comes out of them is incredible. Like, what have they ever actually done? To benefit anybody? To I don't know. I have no idea what they stand for, what they do, what their products are. I have no idea. But the idea of like telling people that something horrible happened to my daughter, tune in, and then it's like, get this, you know, Pons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a skin cream. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and it's nothing that's going to help anybody. No. It's not even like, yeah, she had, has this illness. Yeah. So that's what I mean. This... Like, I'm not that savvy. Like, I barely, I know that. And you also have a soul. Yeah. You have a soul and you have a conscience and and you have... I have time. My time is limited. Yeah. So I don't have time to pay attention to this kind of stuff. But sad fishing is Mm -hmm. what that's called. Um, And and fishing is a suffix in general, like cat fishing, Mm -hmm. where you put out, I found, you put out a sexy picture of yourself and then you show up for the date, (laughs) right? And then black fishing, I can only imagine what that is. I don't know if you're looking for black people. It's not that hard. I don't know what black fishing is. Um, another new word that nano influencer. A nano, yeah, I've heard of that. You've one. heard this one, okay? Oh, yeah. So um, over the last few years, a new economy has sprung up. Again, I think this is like an Instagram kind of a thing uh, with relatable personalities who are letting you peek inside of their private lives on putting stuff on Instagram. So the the original word was the influencer for people um, involved in influencing, trying to get the mm-hmm. word out about things, and also something called SpawnCon. Uh, sponsored content. Yeah, I've heard of that. Okay, so influence put out SpawnCon, and then there's a subcategory of influencers, the unfluencer. No, what is an unfluencer? I don't know. I feel like that's me. <laughs> the unfluencer, the outfluencer, the micro influencer, and then the latest one is a nano influencer. If you have a thousand followers, so these people are supposed to be like you and me, regular people. Maybe they have a thousand followers. And then they're, they give endorsements, but they're at, like, the lowest level. Yeah. So if, like, the, the Jenners or whatever their family name is, if they're getting, like, a million dollars, the nano-influencers are getting, like, a buck. Yeah. To say, like... It, it's basically, like, the, to advertisers, if you have, like, a thousand... I'm just making up all numbers here. Like, yeah. if you have a thousand influencers... To them, maybe 20% are going to buy something okay. that you say buy. So if we're like, buy this product, mm-hmm. 20%. That's not bad. Supposedly. Okay. 
But if it, what is the product though? It's like something that's already really cheap. Yeah, right? so it's like everybody who has get any these kind peanut chews. Yeah, <laughs> that would be me. They're a dollar twenty nine if I get. But 20 listeners, cents. we don't get any money for anything that we say. No, we don't. <laughs> we know we missed that whole boat. <laughs> we missed that boat. This is a free podcast in every sense of the word. Yeah. <laughs> right. So those are some new vocabulary. I like nan. I I need to look up what a. An influencer is. Yeah. Is that someone who stops you? It's like, buy these peanut chews. And the person's like, don't. Don't buy them. In fact, don't yeah. buy anything. <laughs> I'm uninfluencing. Yeah, you. don't buy anything. All right, uninfluencing. You okay, this is kind of under tales. Okay. Campfire, but it's kind of real. Really? Yeah. I mean, that makes it even more tales. So, Tales from Their Campfire is a segment where we find tales on the internet of the paranormal. Uh, ghost stories, fake lore, folklore, urban legends. And Scary we stuff. And we retell it here around the digital campfire. So this is kind of a tale? Yeah, because this is something very real that can happen to you. Okay. Did it, has it happened to you? No, and okay. if it does, I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay. Parents pay this clown to scare their kids, and now he's here to scare you. What? I, wah! That's awful. Yeah, this is Wrinkles the Clown. Oh, come on. So they have, it's a, basically <laughs> a clown the- that has this rubber mask that's all wrinkles. Okay, yeah, it looks like it's melted. And the eyes are, are black. Okay. All right. Um, so we all know that clowns are terrifying. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so at some point in the long history of clowns, their exaggerated makeup and goofy voices went from being funny to being instant shortcuts for... For horror. Okay. <laughs> uh, clowns have an unnerving reputation. Like, think about Stephen King's It. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Joker movie is another example of the villain inverting the clown's traditional role. Okay. Although and I don't using even... a costume for terror, not for laughs. I don't even think of him as a clown anymore, that character. The Joker? Yeah, I just think of him as the, the Joker. Yeah, because it's wasn't... so iconic. But he yeah. starts off as a clown, yes. Yeah, he was a clown. Yeah. And this is the thing, taking that clown persona that mm-hmm. is supposed to be for laughs and turning it into terror. Okay. The scariest clown movie in theaters is not fictional. It's Wrinkles the Clown, and this is out now. Wrinkles the Clown? Yes, and captures the strange life of a Naples, Florida man whose side hustle is professionally scaring kids. Okay. Wrinkles the Clown can be summoned to your bedroom. In fact, he could be there now. <laughs> a side hustle? Wrinkles, yes. Wrinkles better not come up to the Bronx. It might be his last scare. Yeah, so this is a man who started pranking in the real world and became a legend on the internet. So there is this Wrinkles the Clown. It dates back to 2014. Who's got a long history as far as the internet's concerned. Yeah, so they have... <laughs> somebody did this. Somebody really did this. They have... A, the video is a girl sleeping in a trundle bed. The drawer mm-hmm. beneath her slowly opens, seemingly on its own, to reveal a clown in a polka dot suit. He stands up to his full height and looms over the sleeping child. Why? Luckily for her, she doesn't wake up and isn't permanently scarred. Uh, first, many people thought it was a joke, but now <laughs> they looked into it more, and he was. they found out it was not an intruder. He wasn't hiding in the bed. He was brought into the house on purpose by the parents looking to mess with their daughter. Really? So what happens in a situation like that? Say, say someone hires this clown to scare me because mm-hmm. they know I don't like clowns. Mm-hmm. And I come home. This clown is in my closet. This clown comes out. I grab because my husband is a sword instructor. I grab a, a, a katana yeah. and run his ass through. Yeah. Am I justified? Yeah. 
I mean, that's why this kind of job is dangerous for this, for sprinkles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, they say this wrinkles the cloud is, wrinkles. Commonly, is commonly summoned as a desperate or mean disciplinary tactic. Parents pay one fifty an hour. Parents do your job. For wrinkles to scare their misbehaving kids. Um uh, so, in an interview, Wrinkles recalls the time a mother asked him to scare her 12-year-old son. Mm-hmm. He was scared of clowns, and I showed up across the street from him at the bus stop. And he just started crying in front of his friends and ran home. His For mo- one fifty. Yeah. His mother called back a few days later and said, thank you. Because oh. now when he acts bad, she just asks him, do you want Wrinkles to come back? I don't think that's appropriate. No. I don't think that's right at all. Um, if there's any child out there who listens to hey, you know, and you shouldn't be, and this happens to you, I will fund wrinkles to come back and scare the shit out of your parents. How that's about right. That? If, any, if they if think any that's funny. Child, yeah. Your mom thinks it's funny, then let her be on the job in the bathroom stall. And have wrinkles. And see feet next to her that, you know, the large shoes. Or wrinkles shoes. peering over the, yeah. the, the if she, stall. Yeah, if, if you think that's funny. That's traumatizing for children. Yeah. They don't need that. Children are already terrified now. Wrinkles has shown up at parties he lurks outside of schools and in parks business boomed for him and he was he was booked for months and had a few celebrity clients wow again he should not come up to the Bronx with that Mm. so he wears a red and white polka dot suit balloons and has a morose face mask how do you know when you hire Wrinkles the Clown that that's what actually is going to show up Mm -hmm. if you don't know so when you're doing your interview with him is he still is he wearing the mask or do you see who's there what if you hire Wrinkles the Clown as a parent to scare your child? You come in, Wrinkles is there doing weird stuff or whatever. You rip off the mask. It's not Wrinkles the Clown. Yeah. It's like some other really frightening character like Donald Rumsfeld or Dick Cheney or something. Yeah, right? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, like, now you, what? You really think that this person is all together? Yeah. Maybe there's not one Wrinkles the Clown. Maybe there's a lot of people who are going around and doing this, and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a farm out kind of thing. That's creepy. Yeah. So now... Is parenting that hard? And you have that much extra money? Apparently there's a lot of reaction videos out there and Mm -hmm. all the sightings. There's like a wrinkle scrapbook out there. Wow. Yeah. And there's no videos of wrinkles being beaten into a pulp by anyone. Yeah, right. Because you know what? Everybody is so brave getting a grown man in a costume to scare kids. Yeah. No, don't go scare adults. Yeah, go scare adults. Or somebody also, who can punch you back. I'm sure there's at least one kid out there who was like, nah, son, I sleep with a knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen these videos online. I'm ready for wrinkles. Bring it on. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Yeah, so they were asked, who is wrinkles? You know, who, what is this guy all about? And there's no specifics about the man's real identity. Mm-hmm. So they, they haven't even done a background check on the guy who they're mm-hmm. letting come into their children's bedroom. Exactly. Bizarre. All right. Yeah. Weird. So um, this is something that Greg sent, and it's not its not his usual fare. It's not legal, Heike. It's not mass-related. Um, this is about FIRE. I don't know if you've heard it. Um, it stands for, it's F-I-R-E, and it stands for financial. Again, usually. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but this is an acronym. Financial Independence Retire Early. Okay. Oh, yes. You've heard about this? Yes, So this is an article from some, like, you know, local publication, and it's about a lot of millennials. And it says millennials, but it's like they're like 37 years old. They're old as hell. 
Um, and the millennials who are making a lot of money or, or a decent amount of money, they're saving all of their money to retire as early as humanly possible. Uh-huh. So one example, Daniel, 36, and he wanted to, be remain, to remain anonymous. He went to a top school. He's a lawyer. He makes $270,000 a year, um, but he lives in a shabby apartment. He lives in New Jersey to avoid New York City taxes. Mm-hmm. He has no television. He reads books that he buys local, like from a local church at 50 cents apiece. He makes rice and beans. He bought five cheap suits that he wears to work. He said when they tear, as they do, I sew them back up. In the wintertime, he doesn't even turn on the heat. He yeah. saves all of his money. His philosophy is the FIRE movement. Financial independence, retire early. Save enough money so you can quit working young. And apparently, uh, millennials are doing this because they had a t- says they had a taste of office drudgery. They don't want to do anything with it, so mm-hmm. they're saving all of their money. So on one hand, I was like, "Ah, eh, this sounds kind of crazy." On the other hand, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. These are these are people who, much like ourselves, have grown up and have only seen recession. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're not that young. They're making good money, and I always thought if I were ever able to make a hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand dollars, why wouldn't I save up? As much of it as humanly yeah. possible. Yeah. I know how little I can live on. That's basically what they're doing, but they take it to extreme. Mm-hmm. So this guy, he says, um, he doesn't do the drinks with coworkers. He doesn't do the the eat out fast casual Friday lunches. He doesn't go to workout classes. The most expensive pair of shoes he's ever bought is sixty dollars. Um, most are twenty and forty. He goes to thrift shops. Um, he occasionally goes to Chipotle. <laughs> oh, that's a splurge? <laughs> yeah. And he's been able to bank 70% of his attorney's salary. He's maxed out his IRA every year since he was young. And he now has $400,000 saved up. And he's hoping in three years to retire. Wow. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Um, but also, he doesn't do anything. He has no social he life. He doesn't do Nobody anything. Nobody wants to date him. Yeah. Well, that's what he said. But he said when he's done... His, um, what he wants to do is, it sounds like he wants to go back to school, learn stuff, like ha- do all of the fun things that he's been putting off, right? Yeah, but also remember, like as you get older, there's the trade-off, and you don't realize this when you're younger, how you're going to feel when you yeah. get above 40. Yeah. You start getting a little more tired. Even if you do take very good care of yourself, there's just certain things. And it doesn't and, sound like he does take good care of himself. Yeah, and you're also your outlook changes. Like mm-hmm. some things that you always wanted to do, suddenly you don't want to do anymore. Well, some of the people that I was reading, because I, I, there's a couple more people in this article, but I was like, let me do some research on this. So there are some people who did this for a couple of years mm-hmm. and then realized that, because the goal is to quit working. Mm-hmm. But there, there was one couple who they did this for a couple of years and they saved up the money. Mm-hmm. They were racing towards it. And then they realized that they actually liked what they were doing and didn't have that strong desire to leave the workforce. Okay. And so then they relaxed what their, their budget was. Here's another example. There's a, a woman who... So that's this is a, a guy by himself. Mm-hmm. The other example, it's a husband and wife couple. They live in Manhattan. They're, they're, uh, the woman is eight months pregnant. They save all of their money, and they have a $25 entertainment budget per month. Yeah. They never buy drinks. They tailor their own clothes. They save 50% of their... The money, and then there's a uh, two women who are married. So they did this. Um, uh, one woman was fifty seven thousand dollars in debt at thirty two years old. So I'm assuming it's probably a mix of student loans and mm-hmm. just like living. Um, she was so frugal that her coworkers were making fun of her. You know that her stuff yeah. was like falling apart. But she, whatever, she and her wife saved up enough money. 
um, so that they could quit the jobs that they had that were in finance and they didn't like it. And now they're planning on learning how to code and do other things. And they saved up money from their, their, they have a nest egg of 50 grand. They bought a small, modest home. Mm -hmm. And they're like thinking about some things that they can do that they actually enjoy for their lives. So some kind of different you know, ways of doing it. But I was wondering about 10, 15 years ago, uh, when these people got out of college, about how they would react to the recession. Mm -hmm. And this is it. The the, trying to save up money, Mm -hmm. trying not to spend a lot of money. I mean, obviously, this is extreme. Yeah. um, And it's something that I could never really do. But I think if I were a young person coming out right now, and I had massive student loan debt, and with the economy that the way it is, maybe I might consider living more frugally. Right. You know, and trying to save up the money. Also, and it doesn't say this in this article, but I think these young people are savvy enough to know that the jobs that they have right now that are well paid might not always be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is a fiery move. There's tons of stuff on the internet. Yeah, I about mean, it. everything is so mercurial. You don't yeah. know what things come and go, and yeah. you can't really depend on anything. So I don't blame anybody. I mean, like, no, it doesn't sound like fun. It doesn't sound no. like, and it, they're not saying it's fun at all. Yeah, and they're taking a gamble with their yep. own lives. All this young energy that they yeah. have is is kind of yeah, wasting their kind of wasted. The, the, the most precious thing you have is the time. Yeah. It's time. But for this guy who's making the two seventy a year as an attorney, I can I imagine he's working like sixty hours a week. Yeah, and who wants to do that for a long time? Mm-hmm. Like it makes sense if you're making that much money to, to do put it, it while you're young. To, and, yeah, to yeah. do it while you're young and put it away because I think the for the trajectory for someone like that is that he's going to be 40, 50, 60 and still trying to work that sixty hours mm-hmm. a week just to stay, you know, in the firm. Mm-hmm. So pretty interesting stuff, mm-hmm. right? Very right. interesting. Yeah, fire, fire. Was it? Save money and retire early. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. Hey, why not? But, that, I mean, that's discouraged in our in our culture, right? What if everyone What if everyone started doing that? Not just people who are upwardly mobile like that, but middle class and poor people mm-hmm. just started saving all of their money. Our economy would collapse. Yeah. Right? Well, then all the advertisers would be targeting people 38 and above. Mm-hmm. And then your opinion now counts. Yeah. That's it. That would be all Gen X, which no one cares about yeah, us. but it would suddenly be something because the younger yeah. people are not spending money mm-hmm. if they're not going to spend it. Start developing what the tastes are for forty plus. Yeah. All right. What do you have? A new species of leech is discovered near Washington, D.C. Oh, is it a politician? <laughs> a new species of leech. What is it called? Uh, this, is Trump better be in the Latin name oh, of that. Let me tell you about this. Trump, Swampus, Trumpus. So this Smithsonian research zoologist, Anna Phillips, and mm-hmm. other scientists were standing in a slow-moving swamp, <laughs> in, in slow-moving swamp water, letting leeches latch onto their bare legs. Congress. I know. Pretty much <laughs> Congress, yeah, and gathering up in their nets from <laughs> Mitch, Mitch McConnell attached to the lower <laughs> leg, coming from the house. And Kellyanne Conway, yes, Brett Kavanaugh, yes, all these things attached, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call this one the Kavanaugh, yeah. Um, they didn't realize that some of the bloodsuckers they collected belonged to entire an entirely new species. I'm not surprised, you know, I lived in DC, DC is literally a swamp. It's rat infested. 
there's roaches everywhere. Like, it's a swamp. That's what it was supposed to be. I don't know. Like, putting your capital there is a risk. Yeah, you know, and, you know? like, from a feng shui perspective <laughs> for the United States, putting, like, the leaders in yes, a swamp. in a swamp might have been a good idea. An international collaboration investigating biodiversity and leech populations led Phillips, a curator of parasitic worms and invertebrates, wow. to the National Museum of Natural History. Uh, to stream in, in ponds across the United States. So she's wait, going all across the United States, mm-hmm. wading in water, checking under that's, rocks. That's sexy work right there. Submerged wood scraps. If she clicks, I mean, she boots on ground and in yeah, the Yeah, I like it. She should she come it. down to where I'm from. We got some serious leeches as well. Yeah, so they did t- DNA tests on, le- on leeches, suckers, and came back they, uh, with results that showed for that some of the leech specimens... The genetic fingerprints differed as much as 6 or 11% from the others. Uh, and I guess that's a lot. Yeah. And, and genetic differences are of, of more than 2% is a telltale part of the genome typically wow. indicates creatures from a distinct species. That's a lot then. That yeah. was, you said 7%? Yeah. Wow. So 2%. If you think about, like, and I don't have it in front of me, but yeah, we all don't differ very much. No, not by at very all. Much, and this is 7 so this is a whole different leech. Yeah. This one is an olive green blood sucker that has three jaws with up to fifty nine teeth. And each jaw? Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. So have you have you ever had a leech on you or something? Right, well, leeches? this is I'm sorry, olive green with orange spots, about as long as a cigarette and as wide as two. Three jaws, each Ew. containing fifty six to fifty nine teeth. Wow. Which can be used to bite and siphon blood from humans. Okay. And politicians. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. They have... <laughs> they can suck up to five times their own body weight and blood thanks to expandable pockets in their intestines. Thank goodness. Oh, and wait for it. Expandable pockets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> expandable pockets. You know, isn't that... <sighs> for later. Save yeah. it for later. Yeah. Yeah, so they don't. They, they didn't expect to see it. They don't know why it's there. Well, what do they expect to see when they show up in DC? Yeah, and start wading in the water. Yeah, well, this is this is what they found. This is so. I've seen there are swamps near my house, and I've seen leeches. I've never had them on because if I go into the swamps, I make sure to like you know, it's like pants tucked into socks, you know, that kind of situation. Yeah. Oh. But the um, some more let's say, swamp-loving people I have known have gone into the swamps with less coverage, and they come out. And the leeches were that I've seen, they're pretty small, mm-hmm. but they're disgusting. Yeah, oh. You know? Because they, as you're looking at them, they're working. Oh, God. You know? <laughs> they're, they're not... They're just, not just passively they're sitting not just, there. It's they're not a caterpillar. Them. It's not a worm. Like, they're there to eat. You know, there. I grew up in a house that had a pond in the backyard, and there were leeches in the pond that we did not know about until one of our friends... We were swimming in said pond, and mm-hmm. he came out with a big leech on his stomach. Like, how big? It was probably about four inches. Oh, my goodness. And we were like, we all screamed, and he's like, what is this? And he flicked it off. Because you can't feel it. Yeah, he flicked it off. And that was the only time we ever saw a leech on a person. So, fast the forward. The leeches still talk about it. <laughs> we still saw this guy 30 years later, catch it up on old times. Remember the leech? <laughs> It's traumatic. It is. It is. Because you the, the the thing about leeches is what makes them so amazing to me is that you don't know. You don't know they're there. You could be there. covered with, not covered, but you could have a lot of leeches on you. And it's it's just like you see in the movies where people are like, you have leeches on you. And the person's like, what? 
Yeah, what do you mean? Looks down. Because if you knew that they were on you, they wouldn't be able to do their thing. Is there a movie maybe with a giant leech? Oh, there's there's several that movies. is like on your back, and it's like you have a leech on you, <laughs> and it's like going down okay, your entire back. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I think that Slither is the, there's a movie about yeah, leeches that are yeah. out there. There's also some social commentary in that movie, I think, as well. But yeah, leeches is fantastic, and I'm not surprised that D- DC would be the place where you would find a completely different kind of bloodsucker. I totally, I never really put it together that D.C. is a swamp. Yeah, you've been there. I've been there, but I didn't Were really you there in the summertime? Because it. it reeks. Yeah. It's, it's, maybe you were, you were probably in a nicer, I think you were in a nicer part yeah. of it. Not nicer in terms of fancier, but I mean like the topography. Mm-hmm. But the, part, the parts of D.C. that I've been in that are very, that closer down to the capital, mm-hmm. it's, it's seriously a swamp. And you've seen the river, the water there. Yeah. You know. I have, but I never really thought about it being a swamp and that we put the, the our leadership there. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are, there are other reasons for that, but I remember when uh, uh, in the Potomac, like the Potomac is like where you put a body, you don't mm-hmm. want anybody to find. Things decompose very quickly around Washington, D.C. I think at one point a plane accidentally crashed into the Potomac and they never got it out. I mean, it's, it's, it's muck yeah. and like mud, you know, so it's not just... Uh, disgusting in terms of uh, the the not disgusting but challenging in terms of the typography. Mm-hmm. But then you also have the government there. Yeah, you know. So I think in a way it's maybe it's fitting. Yeah. But the, the when I lived in DC, the rat situation like I'd never seen rats in a park. Like you go into the park at night and all you hear is squeaking. Oh no! Really? And it's not because the park is dirty. It's you know what I mean. It's not it's because just it's just like volume. these are swamp rats. This is where we live. I don't know why you put a park here with water fountains. You know, we're thirsty. We got to we got to live too. There's ton like the roach scene there is, you know, I mean, I'm sure for roaches it's on point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just like a very in the summer it's hot. You know, it is the south. It is on the the coast, you know, it, it's a swamp. Mm-hmm. DC. Huh. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. Um, so I have some, oh, that's it. Okay.